The sun did not shine. It was too wet to play. So we sat in the house all that cold, cold, wet day. I sat there with Sally. We sat here, we two, and we said, how we wish we had something to do. Well, forget the cat in the hat. What they needed was the Action Figure Blues podcast, and you're listening to episode number 240 for the week of Wednesday, the 28th of September, 2016. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Adam. And Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff, the pop culture superstore, and actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our toy of the week is the NECA Aliens accessory set, and our discussion topic is an interview with Bill Murphy from Fresh Monkey Fiction about the Eagle Force Returns Kickstarter. Hey dudes, how are we? Super. Uh, conscious. Ah, oh, well, look, I think super wins <laughs> over conscious, so Adam. Yeah. Yay. Uh, well, yay, Adam, you win. What have you been up to, Adam? Um, I have been to Canberra for the first time ever. Oh, no. Um, and that was okay. Why? Um, we had a friend's 40th over there, so I went over and did oh. that, and while there, did like Floriade and... Um, the War Memorial and Old Parliament House and the National Museum and Questacon. Excellent. So that kept me busy. Excellent. And then last weekend we went to Kangaroo Island for a family vacation. Woo! Nice. Yes. So that's, you know, six-hour pod drive each way when you include the ferry and blah, blah. And to, <laughs> and like, blah, from blah. leaving our house until you arrive at, at your well, actual What's the blah, blah? Like a hot air balloon or...? Uh, just, you know, traffic and stuff like that and okay. the fact you have to get to the ferry at least half an hour before it leaves and then the ferry's a half-hour trip and then time to unload the ferry at the other end. And, Fair yeah. enough. Sounds yep. better than a hot air balloon anyway. Yeah, probably. You don't have to worry about, you know, tanks of gas emptying while you're in midair. Yeah. I, I got coerced into going up just on a tethered hot air balloon ride with my my wife and offspring who were much younger at the time and i spent the entire time resisting the urge to just step out like (laughs) i just did not like it at all (laughs) and the whole thing that was going through my mind was don't kill yourself in front of the kids don't kill yourself in front of the kids don't kill yourself in front of the kids so Uh (laughs) (laughs) it was really bad and they're like did you like that daddy i'm like oh can we go again no (laughs) I liked it enough to never do it again. Never, ever, ever, ever again. No. (laughs) It's funny because I kind of, I like roller coasters. I fly all the time. Doesn't scare me. Um, You know, like I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm afraid of heights or anything, but that I just did not like that at all. Uh, that's that's fair enough though. Like when you're accustomed to flying in a jet plane, then hopping in a basket. That's being lifted off the ground. Like there, there's a big difference between those two. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. I don't trust them. So Eddie, have you done anything moderately death-defying lately? Uh, apart from 
crowds upon crowds of people know that's i've been very boring i i i'm so boring at the moment i i'm reluctant to talk about it i've literally just been getting up going to work coming home and sleeping it's like like i get bored just thinking about my life at the moment but uh i'm excited for free time that's coming oh that's so funny well, you weren't boring uh, today. We're recording this on the day that the uh, U.S. presidential debate happened, and I I don't know if you watched it or not, but I know that you had color code color coded snacks ready for it. Yes, uh, I did have half of a free day today, which is uh, for those who don't know, it's school holidays here at the moment. So for the fortnight this morning was my only bit of free time. And it landed right during the U.S. presidential debate, and I am a bit of a election comedy geek, and yes, had lots of orange-coloured uh, food ready for me and a few friends watching uh, of the event, and uh, definitely had a few laugh-out-loud moments oh <laughs> during. Yeah, I, I just decided to um, watch my friends' witchy comments about it on Facebook instead. Uh, that was more entertaining than whatever the actual thing would I, be. I kind of wish we had big debates like that here for our elections. There's just there, – there is something entertaining about them. Look, uh, the, the only thing so far that I am thankful about for all the controversy surrounding this election is that it made Will and Grace come back. Yeah, I am, that, <laughs> I am so. I love that show. I could yeah. like if I, if I when when I'm old in a nursing home and can't talk anymore, just play me Will and Grace bloopers on repeat, and I'll be fine till I die. Um, so the fact that they actually came back with you know a true to form little sketch about it made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was good, yeah. I I think that uh, might be a show as decisive as the election to me. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. <laughs> it seems to be you either love that show or you hate that show. I've yeah. never heard anyone go like, oh, I watch it, but I'm not, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, I've, I'm recording this in uh, sunny Brisbane. Um, I've been uh, doing a lot of work up here my I, I work in a company that's based in victoria where most of our clients are have been based in south australia and now in queensland and so i used to go to south australia a lot but i have kind of handed that over um to somebody so that i can focus on brisbane well on queensland which is growing um and uh yeah so i just had a lovely week off with my family and left them today and took a train that took longer to get from where I was to Sydney than it did to fly from Sydney to Brisbane. But anyway, that's right. <laughs> I've done trains, planes, and automobiles today. It's been very, um, very exciting. Uh, but I'm in a Meriton hotel, which has the best Wi-Fi ever. Like, I can okay. actually, yeah, uh, you know, most hotel Wi-Fi is like, you know, one geriatric hamster running on a half-broken wheel kind of thing. <laughs> Meriton Wi-Fi, I can actually, if I'm staying here when our show needs to be uploaded, I can actually upload the the show, which is a very big file, on the Meriton Hotel Wi-Fi. So we like you, Meriton. Nice. Yay. Mm. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and otherwise, um, this is a bit of a, a jigsaw puzzle episode. Um, Eddie and Adam and I are going to bring you uh, the news, and uh, we'll come back at the end to kind of wrap it all up. But then we have Ben chiming in with a, a really interesting toy of the week that I can't wait to hear. And then we have John chatting to our friend Bill Murphy from Fresh Monkey Fiction, who has been on the show before uh, with his successful Amazing Heroes Kickstarter. And uh, he has got a new Kickstarter out for Eagle Force Returns, which I I am pretty confident by the time this comes out will be funded. It is very close at the moment, and uh, we want to help him get over the line. And uh, we don't want it just funded. We want it to hit stretch goals because there's some really good ones, and John has got a great chat with him as well to uh, round out the episode. Um, so it's a real team effort today. And we will do our bit by stopping chatting and getting stuck into the news. And now you can build your own King Kong with these challenging King Kong model kits. You need no glue, no special tools. Just snap together and paint it, and you have a realistic model of Kong fighting the giant snake. Or for a real challenge, build King Kong on top of the Twin Towers. When you're finished, they make a great addition to any kid's room. King Kong model kits come complete with easy-to-follow picture instructions by Mego. Well, as always, we start each episode with a bit of news. This isn't all the news. It's just the things that caught our eye this week, either because we're excited about them or interested in them or perhaps slightly offended by them, um, and we wanted to talk about it. And, Eddie, you are going to uh, start off. So over to you. I do, I do. And for our first bit of news, it uh, comes from our friends at Hot Toys, and they are going to be releasing a Daredevil six-scale figure, which I believe is one of their first TV licenses uh, that they're doing. So it's based on the Charlie Cox um, appearance from the Netflix TV show, and I reckon he looks glorious. So this is the uh, second season outfit as well for those who are wondering where they've uh, fixed up the cow a little bit that uh, wasn't as great looking in the first uh, season. But uh, I'm actually really digging this guy here and I'm not one for picking up uh, hot toys, but uh, I'm very close to hovering my finger on the button Mm. for this guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm a Daredevil a fan, so it's hard to like. I don't. I, I haven't uh, purchased any um, comic-related movie toys, um, and certainly not of the Hot Toys variety. Um, but I am a Daredevil fan, and I really love this series. So it is something that's slightly tempting, but um, I think I'll let my bank balance um, be the source of um, wisdom on this. But great chin sculpts. Great chin likenesses. Yeah. So he does have swappable chin. So you've yeah, got yeah. the sort of basic neutral one and then the gritty with the bit of blood that's just that beaten Murdoch uh, look. And he has the different uh, style of canes and billy clubs uh, in their different forms. It's just, yeah. I, I'm kind of really. disappointed there's no unmasked head. I think that might have won me over. Um, but, yeah. Mm. 
Mm. And I, I wonder if they'll do the uh, Frank Miller sort of just that black look with the um, cowl over his head uh, that he used for most of the first season because I imagine that wouldn't be an uh, expensive one to make for them. Mm. Yeah, and he's also got a lovely rooftop base, which is very Daredevil. It really, uh, I like the base a lot. Yeah, which they haven't been doing too much of with sort of these one-off guys of recent, so it's nice to see that come back. Yeah, I'm trying to find, I'm scrolling through. So, one thing that I miss about Daredevil is the Billy Club. The D's? Yeah. Oh. No, no, the, no uh, yeah, the D's, but the Billy Club. Like, <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, it, it just, for whatever reason, I don't know that any Daredevil toys ever come with it, has it? Well, no. Yeah. Sorry. Well, oh, sorry. I'm. Oh, I know, do you mean not, like the nunchuck or? Oh, sorry. Or I know. The extended. No, I'm thinking about the. He used to have the one with the hook on it. Ah, uh, sort of the cane. There was um the cane version. I think yeah. the the Spider-Man classic one had sort of the hook on the. It sort of looked like the end of a walking stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I think the Spider-Man classic toy uh, figure from Toy Biz came. With okay. a little hook on the end, but most, okay. yeah, tend to come in the club form. Yeah. My my introduction to Daredevil was in the original Contest of the Champions. When I... Uh, no. Yeah, well, I, I know I've told the story before about I didn't have any Marvel comics, and then this kid that was older than me in high school left home, and his mum was going to throw out all of his comic books because he was joining the Navy, and he so he gave them all to me. And I got all these old Avengers and Fantastic Four. Well, they weren't old at the time. And I had all the Contest of Champions in there as well. And that was kind of my introduction to a lot of the Marvel characters. And Daredevil was, you know, had a part in that. So I always thought he was groovy because of that. I, uh, my first was the 90s Spider-Man animated series and the Fantastic Four uh, cartoon where he had blonde hair. And then I remembered seeing oh, him in like a guest spot in one of the Spider-Man comics and he had red hair and I was like, oh, well, that's a horrible printing mistake. Like, <laughs> he's one of the ones. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. I love it. <laughs> cool. Something else, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, now, speaking of Marvel superheroes being done by Hot Toys, my second piece of news uh, comes from the film world and it's their next uh headlining star, which is Doctor Strange as portrayed by Benedict Cumberbatch. And this is another one that, once again, I'm not a Hot Toys guy, uh, but I'm very close with my fingers over both because I love Doctor Strange as a character and I love Benedict Cumberbatch as an actor. So uh, this is another one that's really tempting me, but I'm trying to hold off because this one might be a little bit movie hype. I want to try and uh, maybe see the film first. Who's Benedict Cumberbatch? Is that Benedict Cumberbatch's weird cousin? Or? Yeah, so Benedict Cumberbatch is me <laughs> operating on the no sleep. Yeah, yeah for sure. Benedict, uh, oh, oh it's the no sister. sleep, is it? Yeah. I thought it was just the yeah. not being terribly literate thing, but the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Poor, poor old <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Eddie. Maybe it's the halfway through a, a sex change operation. You know, he's not Bernadette. <laughs> yeah. Bernadette. He's not Bernadette. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm tempted not again, by not this. Not yet a woman. Yeah, I, I'm tempted by this too because it's just so close to being comic accurate. Mm. And the outfit is so well done. Oh, it's beautiful. There's just so many little fabric markings and 
um, designs along the hems. It's just, yeah, it's a great, it's one I reckon you're going to get your money's worth in here. And the likeness is just incredible. I think this, this is a great toy for showing what Hot Toys does well. Yes, uh, absolutely. There's, there's very little in here that isn't them at the top of their game. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm i looking forward to this movie, but I do have a slight I, – I, like, I think Cumberbatch has been in a lot of stuff recently, and so whether he can be distinctly, you know, a unique character or just kind of more of a patina, you know, performance will be interesting to see. Hmm. But it's beautiful toy. Beautiful toy. Yeah. And my next piece of news uh, comes from their partners at Sideshow, and it comes from the horror film franchise, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What about the What about the Doctor Strange Cosbaby? Oh, I forgot about the Cosbaby. So, yes, also Poor with the Cos 1-6 baby. toy, there is also a little Cosbaby, which is uh, their little alternate line, much cheaper and a more uh, designer uh, take on the characters. But these things, they're starting to pump out more and more, so they must be doing well for them. Oh, no. I've never wanted a Cosbaby before, but I think I want this. Yeah, it's because he's a little cute goatee. Yeah, it, well, mm, the, uh, uh, and I know somebody who apparently gets free Cosbabies, but I've never gotten any. It's been a while since I got uh, my free Cosbabies, but I got a whole bunch of turtles that are going to be shipping all at once, apparently, at Christmas time. So oh my goodness. they might throw me a few Cosbabies as yeah. presents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much do these retail for? They can vary greatly. Like, I've seen them as little as sort of 20 to $25 at Australian retail, and then other places I've seen them upwards of sort of 60 or 70 So I think it really depends on the dollar and where you're shopping. But, um, yeah, they do tend to vary a fair bit on our end of the ocean. 10 centimeters. Oh, no, it's got a bubbling head. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. The Marvel thing has people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no way. I, I'm anti bobblehead. Keep just in. take a spring off and glue it. <laughs> I find them scary. They creep me out. Yeah, I agree. I'm not a big bobblehead guy myself. Um, speaking of scary things, though, uh, we do also have from their partners over at uh, Sideshow the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Leatherface. Uh, premium format figure. Uh, he's limited to a thousand, and uh, he's definitely a big boy. Uh, now I'm not a big horror, horror guy, so I don't know. Like I know of Leather, Leatherface, obviously his place in pop culture, but uh, I've never really watched the films closely or that, so I don't know how accurate this is. I'm assuming it's the first movie. I don't know. I'm too a- asking the wrong person. Yeah, we're we're probably the wrong guys uh, out of the three to be talking on the horror thing. But I think if you're a horror fan, he does seem like he's got some great details in here. Uh, There seems to be some creepy wood etchings on his base that uh, does look very nice. Uh, And he's got uh, that classic horror toy trope of being uh, splashed with a bit of blood there on his apron. Uh, so I would assume most horror fans would be happy with this guy. Uh, does he have a, yeah, so he's, uh, looking to set you back about $500 US. 
if you pre-order him off uh, Sideshow there. So that's about a basic range for a premium format now. Yeah. It's got it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's pretty mm. um, reasonably priced, sadly. Yeah. So um, the exclusive on this is just that must-have, right? Oh, I didn't even see the exclusive worldwide edition will include Leatherface's hammer. There, oh, yeah, base feet. Mm-hmm. So, there we go. So you can't even hold it. You just place it. Oh. Yeah. There. Possibly there the greatest go. exclusive ever. Yeah. <laughs> there. That's, that's almost as if they forgot to make something and they're just... Yeah, they're like, oh, damn it. What are we doing <laughs> oh, now? Yeah. Uh, we, a lot of these came back broken. We only have a thousand of them. Okay, make it the exclusive. And there we go. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Click through. Uh, and my last bits of news, uh, speaking of great accessories that comes with statues, uh, is the Artifacts uh, Deadpool a super statue. And it's Deadpool uh, jumping over what appears to be some sort of... Uh, work banister almost like a scaffolding that yeah is there and he comes with a wig that you can put on him and place different things in the wig uh it appears which one of my favorites is his spider-man uh deadpool crossover uh symbol flag uh because i'm loving that comic book series but uh comes with a lot of different accessories here to play around with. So I'm not normally a statue guy, but this is one that's definitely tempting me just because there's a lot of things you can kind of do with it. And it does have that 17 inches. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's a lot of, um, sorry. It's, it's a lot of height, uh, from standing on the weird thing he's standing on. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely want to make the space for this guy. Yeah. I, I would think that the original, Artifacts one, if you were going to have one, I would go for that just because it's more kind of just Deadpool. Still got a little bit of a base, but it's not going to take up as much room. Mm. But this is cool. Yeah. Well, it's Deadpool. Of course it's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you, Eddie. And Adam, you're next. Thank you. Thank you. So my first item is the Mafex uh, Harley Quinn in dress. So this is a, a Suicide Squad figure, um, which is from the scene where Harley is in the Joker's Club in her kind of, I think of it as the um, the, the Great Gatsby dress, because it kind of reminds me of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, good. Yep. I get that. So it, um, it looked pretty good. Um, she's got her hair down and, you know, um, bit of cleavage showing, blah, blah. Um, so that's all fine. The thing that I think um, is both cool and annoying, um, it's cool if you're into the whole line, is that you get the um, an alternate face for the Batman, which has his rebreather mask on, um, and two alternate faces for the, I guess, standard Suicide Squad, Harley. Um, so it's cool if you're getting the line, but if you're not, you've just paid for... Yeah, <laughs> three items that are of zero value yeah. to you, and um, are really just there to try and make sure you do buy the whole line. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's one of those things. If you brought the other characters, you're then slightly missing. Like the uh, Batman rebreather head, I can understand because that comes from the same scene where she wears the dress, but the other Harley 
new spoilers, uh, are a new bit. spoilers. Yeah. Yep. New spoilers, sorry. Yeah. For a flashback two second scene. <laughs> um, I do like to be a bit of the right side of her hair color, a bit blue here. Um, I do like the drapery around her breasts, but I think they've endowed her a bit more than Margot Robbie uh, actually is. I'd have to say Wolf Wolf of Wall Street again, but yeah, I might. I think this might be some Japanese art influence design coming in. I just think this looks this of all the kind of variants that you could possibly have. uh, Why this has to have toys? I don't understand. It's so ugly. I think. Like blah. I'm not disagreeing with you. Blah. (laughs) Like if you didn't say this is Harley Quinn, I probably wouldn't care. Yeah. But it's not like it's an iconic look. It's not like it's the main look from the movie. It's just there. And at 55 bucks, do I really care? No. No, no, no. So I think the less we say about this, the better. If you care, it's out in July 2017. And we judge you. Yeah, yeah, we judge you. (laughs) Um, And it comes with several interchangeable hands and a figure stand. Enjoy. (laughs) Moving on, uh, we have... The start of Funko News. Um, so there's uh, Mega Pop Plushes. So these are all kind of 16 inches tall or thereabouts. There are a few of that Enduring License Nightmare Before Christmas. So there's a Santa Jack Skellington, a Sally, and a normal Jack Skellington. There's a... Why does that movie tiny, get so much merchandise? Uh, I think it was grossly popular. Really? And has... Well, I think not so much at the cinemas, but I yeah. think on, on home video release, it's just incredibly popular. Okay. It's um, also huge in Asian markets too, oh, apparently. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Uh, there is also a, a Batman in the kind of 60s Batman look where it was the um, the grey and blue outfit. Um, and there is a Harley in her traditional Harley outfit, by which I mean kind of the original one. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> So if you're after a plushie, there you go. How big are those? Uh, Six, how big are these? Sixteen inches. Okay. Sixteen inch. Uh, if you're still interested in Harley Quinn stuff, there is also a super deluxe vinyl, um, which is going to be ten inches tall. That's cute. It is. So it's Harley. She's kind of you know got a, a sassy stance and and face, and she's holding a big pop gun with a cork in the barrel and everything. Huh. Hmm. Okay. Now I um. My absolute favourite of these Funko New York exclusives uh, has to be this Golden Girls retro action figure set. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so just awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of scary that it exists as far as I'm concerned, but yeah. It's one of those things that's just you never would have thought would happen, but now that it's happened, you kind of want to have it on your shelf just so when people come over, they're like, oh, my God, what is Oh, I, yeah. I'm in for these, and you know I hate retro action, but this is. But see, I don't mind yep. it so much for this sort of a property because it's the right sort of, you know, age, and it's a bit whatever. I like, I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. And and then you've got your um, you finally got your B. Arthur figure. You could pl- you know display it, uh, you know, in With my your, Deadpool collection, or in yep. your Mos Eisley Cantina to recreate the holiday special. You know, you know, like, yeah. Right, you know, yep. And it's good to know that B. Arthur does look suitably pissed off about being involved in this as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the so uh, – okay. 
Oh yeah, sorry. No, no, you go because you might cover. Like I said, there's there's also a whole lot of pops as well, and uh, a couple of rides as well. So if you want to continue talking about Golden Girls, go if you like. I <laughs> know. Uh, I was going to say uh, probably the weirdest uh, one for me here is the X Men Dorbs exclusive. Uh, which is a juggernaut who kind of looks like a sex toy to me. Yeah, a little bit. Oh, um, why did you have to say that? Now <laughs> and see it. It's just at the moment I saw it, I thought, "Oh, that looks." Eddie, yeah, that looks like oh. seriously. That, but that's it's kind like, of also actually a cute thing. <gasps> They're yeah. making a like, kitty pride like some pop. Some of those are not actually cute. Yay! Hey? They're making a kitty yeah. pride pop. Yes, yeah, so there's a kitty pride with Lockheed. We're destroying Adam's news here. We're like, oh, look, rabbits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you kind of are, yeah. It's yeah. okay. Sorry. Rainbow Batman. <laughs> yeah. There's Rainbow Batman. There's a strawberry shortcake and huckleberry pie. Um, there's an Indies ride, um, Funko ride. There's Rainbow Batman as a pop. There's um, Qui-Gon Jinn as a pop. There's... I assume is how we meant to say that as a pop from Star Wars Rogue One. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> there's Freddy's Ride, um, which doesn't mean a lot to me, but there you go. Yeah, what um, is that? I don't know what that is. Is Freddy like the Funko mascot or something? Yeah. He's oh, the, who cares? Yeah. Good grief. It's yeah. that weird thing. He, he only turns up in exclusives at Comic-Cons. Like, it's not like he's on the packaging or anything like that overly from memory. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, there's You're a disappointed as... nightmare from Elm Street collector if you only ordered off the text. Okay. Yeah. Sure. There's yeah. A, a, a Sally seated pop. Um, there's a Pirates of the Caribbean Barbosa with monkey pop. And there's a Disney Beamoth pop. I'm not sure what movie that one's from. Being very, very well and truly out of date on Disney. Uh-huh. There you go. Lots of pops. Lots so of stuff. Pops. Mm. Yep, all the pops. Um, moving on. And I think we may have seen some black and white promo of these before. We have shots of figure arts Han and Chewie. Um, they're both as they appear in um, the original Star Wars A New Hope. And they'll be out in what looks like Feb next year. Um, and they'll go for a decent amount of cash. Yeah. And be, that looks like around 70 bucks Australian. Huh. Hmm. And that's each, not together. I believe that's each, yes. Yeah. So if you want that upgrade from your, um, your Star Wars Black to a figure art, it's going to set you back a little bit. And um, good on you. Good on you. They look good. They do. Yeah, it's it a good Harrison like a, Ford. That's what I was about to say, yeah. Good likeness of Harrison Ford. As we know, is not guaranteed. And, uh, true, yeah. Yep. So my last bit of news is um, I'm not really sure why we're getting these, but Namco, producer of uh, classic games such as Pac-Man, Galaga, Galaxian, Tank Battalion, and Rally X, are producing one twelfth scale um, arcade cabinet miniatures of those games. Um, so you know, if you've got a, a one sixth, or sorry, one twelfth scale, so a six inch figure. You'll be able to uh, play some classic video games. Can you actually is, play them? I don't believe they can actually be played. No, okay, I believe no. they're just props. No. They're yeah. just diary pieces. Okay, okay, got it. So uh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Yep. 
these are one of those things that's like, oh, that's actually really cool. I wouldn't mind having that. And then you see the price and it's like, oh, do I want to spend that much for what would be maybe two Instagram photos worth of use? <laughs> <laughs> but if You'd be were... much better off investing in a toilet block. <laughs> but if you were a diorama, you know, builder, or if you were like a super keen action figure photographer, then having one of these just as a generic, you know, video game thing could be really fun. And, oh yeah, and and also if you if your thing was Galaga, um, and then you'd be all over this. Yep, I mean it'd also be for things like um, if you're doing a Terminator Two or something similar, some kind of scene diorama piece would be useful for or if you were trying to do like a rec room scene at an x-mansion or something yeah mm. totally i mean for that for that cost if you're into dioramas 33 bucks isn't that much but um yeah so those are out in february 2017 and with that i hand over to our lovely host scott oh our lovely host thank you um well speaking of lovely the marvel gallery statue line this is from diamond and this is their new um pvc statue line um that's kind of broader than the femme fatales thing um they've announced a medusa which i was excited about um until i saw it was her modern costume which i don't really like um but i still it's really i don't even know if that's a modern one is it i don't know where that yeah, it is. From. yeah I, I did some Googling because I was like, what is that? But then I Googled and apparently that is, <laughs> she's definitely worn that in the comics. Um, I don't like it. Um, the There's not enough classic Medusa merch out there. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, if, if you're a fan of this line, you know, it is, it's a, Definitely a more budget-friendly way of doing some kind of statue stuff, and I'm really excited that they are expanding. I've got the Captain Marvel that they've done from this line, and there's a couple other characters coming up that I definitely will get, so this might end up being bought just because I'm enjoying the collection. We'll see. Um, and they've done a really good job of using her hair as the base and blah blah, blah. Mm. Um, I just wish it was a more recognizable um costume but yeah. yeah there you go i'm old um the another reason i know i'm old is because i look at the price tag for our next item and go oh my god um and this is <laughs> the latest in the one-third scale arkham knight statues from prime one studio and this is uh red hood and um yeah he's gonna be 33 inches tall and he is going to cost you 849 us plus shipping and obviously this line has been successful because they certainly are pumping out the characters in it yeah and there's some old spoilers for the video game on this one so uh don't look at any pictures if you're still playing don't do it don't yeah do it <laughs> um yeah so i mean this yeah I, I, every time we talk about this i go oh so big oh so expensive but obviously um this is someone's jam because they've made a lot of them yeah i actually saw the batman in person a couple of days ago uh and it was glorious so they do come out looking fantastic so if you do uh have the means uh to buy one and uh do like the franchise they 
uh, are definitely glorious statues to behold. Mm-hmm. Um, well, speaking of things that are glorious to behold, we're done with those because um, <laughs> my, my, my last two things are things that I personally uh, would count as red cards if we were doing a red card in this episode. Um, the first one is uh, the Suicide Squad Harley Quinn 1000% Bear Brick. Um, and this is a bit, bear bricks are cute. I don't mind bear bricks at all. Um, but this is, uh, how tall is it? My, um, screen is momentarily not loading. 27 and a half inches. 27 and a half inches. Holy dooly. Um, and, uh, it is going to cost you how much? $550. American. American. So that's like 2 billion Australian. Yeah. Half a red hood. (laughs) Basically, Donald Trump can afford this. Wow. And I just don't understand. I don't understand why someone, why 549 US for a 27-inch movie version of Harley. That looks like she's an over, or an underweight sumo slash overweight. Mouseketeer. Yeah. Yeah. You, You could probably buy a prop from the movie for that much and get... Like, if you're a Suicide Squad fan, that much amount of money you could, with the amount of stuff they're releasing, buy other things, I'd imagine, that would fill that spot a bit greater. Unless you're probably a bit bare like, unless that's your thing. I'd probably be able to resell this, though, on, like, a pair of Margot Robbie's um, hot pants that I've then worn. <laughs> yeah. I might still be tempted. Okay. Yeah. By the hot pants? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, <laughs> we left Scott. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm already I'm getting my outrage on for my final piece of news. Um so we get press releases and um some of them we don't talk about because they're things that aren't kind of in the wheelhouse of the um show. I got an email just before the show saying telling me how much money um we could make if we were prepared to put a link to the new Ask Me Amy doll on our website and body bar. Um, and, uh, which again, really not our thing. And then there's some things we get a lot of releases about Kickstarters and things, which we just can't always do because there's so many of them and body blah, blah. And then occasionally we get things that I just think are really objectionable. And we got one the other day, uh, that I just deleted, but then was kind of really surprised to see how many people obviously did pick it up. And this is uh, from a new Kickstarter um, for booty bumpers. <laughs> and, so and pirates? No, no, no. You would you would think oh. that it could be, but yeah. no, no, no. This is a Kickstarter um, for. Uh, I'll just read the description. Um, a an innovative booty twerking toy created in the same vein as the classic dashboard dancing hula girl engineered for optimum bounce. Each booty bumper has a voluptuous spring loaded rear end that will dance on your dash or add a little spice to your toy collection. Mm. Yeah. Who wants to start? I need a moment. So someone else go. Okay. So first off looking at the features of this, there is only one angle that you can view this from, and that is with its ass towards you. Because any other angle, you can clearly see this massive gap between the torso and the ass. Yeah. So that's 
that's a limitation. I don't know why they even bothered putting a front half on this thing if all you're meant to look at is the arse bouncing. Second of all, how on earth is this meant to, you know, add a little spice to your toy collection? I'm not really sure. They look low-rent, dodgy-ass budget as hell, and they're not going to bounce their ass if they're standing on a shelf. Just saying. It's uh, This is the kind of thing you find in the back section of uh, what's new. Yes! Like, I think... <laughs> I, I should say Spencer Gifts for um, our listeners in America, but um, like it's, I, I'm pretty sure these would exist somewhere already. It's just people don't admit to having them. I just think like these, uh, you know, I, I'm, ugh, I think they're sexist. I think they're gross. I think that. The sort of thing that the fact that it's Kickstarter, I really don't understand. And uh, I'm not going to say the name of the sculpture because I'm trashing it, but it is, you know, someone who does a lot of reputable work, etc. And I'm disappointed. And I'm also really disappointed that this has actually um, been promoted on a lot of other toy media um, because I think we're better than this. And I just blah, 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 blah. I blah all over this. Blah. Puts new blah. meaning to backers on Kickstarter. <laughs> oh, man. I just, I saw this and I was like, oh, what a gross. And then I saw the name attached and I'm like, wow, I just, oh, okay. But then, you know, it's been up on other websites and things and you're like, all oh, right, there you go. So, so much for standards, people. Mm. Um, In the beam. In the, yeah, in the bin. Well, that's where it sat in my email. It was like, ooh, delete. Where's the blah button? Um, and uh, there you go. But, hey, if this is your thing, then um, it's up on Kickstarter now. and um, We're judging you. We're judging you totally. Um, and uh, at the moment, it's not looking great in terms of it getting up. Um, so we'll see. Maybe it's mm. satirical. I don't know. No. No. Uh, All right, cool. It's crap. It's crap. Well, look, something that is definitely not crap is our fantastic podcast game named that brought to us by the fantastic John. And I think that we all need a little lift at this point. I'm sure John's not going to talk about booties at all. So we will hand over to him for a booty list named that. Hi, my name is Well, good morning, Metropolis. It's your old buddy John here with another installment of Name That. Last I left you, we heard the sound. All you, all action, all yours from the world of sold separately. Welcome to my world. And uh, you guys aren't really getting this one. Um, had a couple guesses, but nothing really close. This is, of course, from that that really popular line for kids, uh, Spawn. Okay, maybe it was a popular line, but it probably wasn't for kids, and I don't know why it would have a kid's toy commercial, but it did um, back when they were trying to make Spawn accessible to everybody. So uh, if you didn't know that one, you're not alone. Nobody would have really expected that. 
Anyway, we will move on to this week's sound, and we're going to put the first time right here. Look who dropped in. You're under arrest and underwater. Case closed. Where'd he go? I'll blast it. And because Eddie writes NPR whenever I don't play it twice, I will play it again. Look who dropped in. You're under arrest and underwater. Case closed. Where'd he go? I'll blast it. And if you think you know what that is, you go on over to AFB Forum. That's AFBForum.com. And you make your guess. You do that and name that uh, uh, thread. And if you get that right, you get a forum point. You get enough forum points, and you can get Scott's voice on your answering machine. That's right. That's a really coveted thing. And, you know, if you want to get more points to try and get that, you can come on over to TVandFilmToys.com on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We play the picture version. You still guess in the forum. You still guess po- get points if you get it right. And you can still get Scott's voice on your answering machine. And this is John saying, peace out, Girl Scout. Valued AFB listener, it's Ben, aka Fish Milkshake, coming at you with another Toy of the Week review. And for this episode, I am taking a look at something that's pretty darn nifty by way of the good folks at NECA, and it is their Aliens Accessory Pack. This is a new addition to their 7-inch action figure line, and if you've listened to any of the shows in the past, you'll know that I am a big fan of both the Aliens and Predator licenses from this company. Now, I have to say, the last sort of few waves have been, you know, a little bit hit and miss and I'm not quite feeling it, but this new release has really renewed my enthusiasm for the line. It is a 2016 release and a 2016 acquisition, and what you get in the Aliens Accessory Pack is some pretty darn good stuff. You get two stasis chambers, you get four facehuggers, and you get two chest bursters. Now, if you are familiar with Jim Cameron's Aliens, you'll remember that there's a particular scene in the film where the Colonial Marines and, of course, good old Ripley are uh, in one of the science medical type uh, rooms and they come across these huge cylindrical glass, I guess, tanks filled with liquid and inside are a couple of very, very creepy uh, facehuggers. Now, NECA have gone and replicated this stuff uh, for you so that you can add it to your existing collection slash diorama, and they've done a pretty amazing job. Now, for the price of pretty much a regular action figure, about US $20, you get two of the stasis chambers, four face huggers, and two chest bursters. Now, I i don't know, I was looking at the stasis chambers and I thought, oh, are they accurate? And I ran off and found some stills from the movie, and sure enough, they look pretty darn accurate to what you'd actually get in the film. So let's just get moving with some packaging. 
And, well, uh, this is a bit of an interesting one. Um, it's a typical NECA uh, packaging shot. We get some good graphics that make it pretty obvious which franchise we're talking about. The uh, window box is not bad in terms of display. It's a little bit crowding the way they've done the border around it, but it's pretty obvious what you're getting. You can see the chambers, you can see the face huggers. They're all reasonably sort of clear. What's interesting, though, for a window box, it's about the same size as, I guess, what you would probably uh, say was a Star Wars black box or maybe a Marvel Legends box, but they've actually made the choice to go horizontal. So it's a bit of an awkward shape in the way that it's got the peg and it can hang on the hook, but because of the unnatural width, it'd actually have to sit quite separate to the other figures. I would have thought if they chose to go vertically, they'd be able to sort of add it in with the rest of the figures in the assorted Predator and Aliens waves. So I'm not sure if this is a logistics thing in trying to get it into the box. Maybe it just looked better horizontal than it does vertical in terms of fitting everything in. But anyway, look, it looks pretty good. It's weathered nicely. There's actually a great shot on the back of the box of the Hicks and Hudson action figures. They've set up a bit of a, a diorama to show you what uh, it could potentially look like, with, of course, you know, the little note saying that figures sold separately. Uh, it does look quite good. Inside of the packaging, we've got a typical plastic tray with the various bits and pieces held in. Face huggers are actually held in with a couple of twist ties. The stasis chambers are actually held in quite well on their own. And uh, the chest bursters just sort of sit under a little bit of sticky tape. The back of the internal box is kind of an image that I guess you could take the cardboard out and use it as a, I don't know, a bit of a diorama extra. Um, it's not too bad. It's, it's a nice little touch and overall everything works pretty well. Uh, I think the one thing that NECA do quite well is give credit to everyone involved and the bottom of the box actually lists everyone that was involved in the development. So good on you NECA for giving credit to uh, where credit is due, I guess. Now, moving on, the actual sculpt. Um, look, I'll start with the Stasis Chambers, because really they are what we're buying this set for. Uh, as I said, I did actually compare the Stasis Chambers to a couple of still shots from the film, and I have to say, they're pretty darn spot on. Uh, I actually thought there might be you know, a few corners cut here or there, but really they are screen accurate. They have been captured exactly as they appeared in the film. So that's very, very cool. Uh, now the face huggers, uh, we've seen these before in the six pack of eggs that uh, NECA have already released. So in one of their earlier kind of accessory sets. And uh, I think there's nothing really different happening here. They're just reusing the existing molds. But we actually get a couple of face huggers, uh, sorry, a couple of chest bursters this time. And these guys are really actually quite tiny, very, very slim. Obviously, you've got some length there with the tail, but they're really, really tiny little accessories. So four face huggers, two chest bursters, and of course, the two stasis tanks. Well, the stasis chambers. This is very interesting. Uh, Obviously, they are pretty screen accurate, and in the film, you get the impression that there are three really long metal rods that are spaced evenly around the circumference of the tubes, and then the lids sit on top, and I guess in the film, they must use some sort of a, a nut to sort of screw down and effectively bolt the top of these tanks on so they can't be easily opened and I guess given the contents that makes a lot of sense. So they've actually replicated this here with three metal rods, stainless steel rods, 
that slip into holes in the bottom of the tank and then the idea is the lid sits on top and the rods go into I guess a couple of little sort of armatures that stick out. Uh, it actually, I mean it looks really good and it works quite well but boy are these things fiddly. I actually found as soon as I took the lids off of the tanks that the rods basically just fall away. Uh, it's really just sort of the pressure of pushing the lid down that holds them in place. Uh, getting them back on was really, uh, I just have to come out and say it, a pain in the ass. Uh, you've got to carefully place each of the three rods into the holes in those armatures down the bottom and then as you place the lid down you're trying to align the three stainless steel rods with the holes in the armatures of the lid all the while trying to slip the lid over the top of the canister. Uh, it's not easy, particularly because the three rods are evenly spaced around, so you can't get, uh, I guess, an easy sort of, uh, you know, a hold on them. So I actually found myself fighting with them quite a bit to get the lids back on. So really, I guess, uh, if you want to get them open and uh, have a bit of a play around, you might just want to do it once and get it over and done with, and then get these guys set up into your diorama. Um, you know, look, it's they, they are a lot of fun, they're beautifully sculpted, and I think, uh, you know, they've done justice, but I, I just have to wonder if there was something else they could have done in terms of the engineering to, to pull this off, because really, uh, it, it's quite a pain. Anyway, moving on from the stasis chambers to the face huggers, as I said, these guys have actually come out before, so this is just a reuse of an existing mould. Uh, the sculpt is fantastic, it really does look like they shrunk these guys down from, from life size, there is some amazing detail on them, and given how fine they are, those sort of finger leg type things, there's a lot of detail captured, particularly the mouth part underneath is, is really quite detailed. It's, it's a great job and there's really no disputing what these things are, they've really done a fantastic job with them. Now the chest bursters, uh, they're so tiny in comparison. Uh, I think some of the sculpted detail has actually been lost in the replication process. It just, it doesn't quite feel like there's as much detail around the face and of course particularly the, the mouth and, and teeth area, but it's a really, really small piece of plastic and I don't know, I guess it's about as uh, good as it's going to get, but they're just not quite as good as the face huggers. So, um, you know, still look good, but those, those face huggers are just amazing. Uh, in terms of paint, well, hmm, not, not a lot going on here. At first, I thought the stasis chambers um, were a bit underdone. The fact that there's no shading or highlighting of any kind. They're cast in this silver plastic, and that's pretty much it. There's, there's nothing else giving it any kind of detail whatsoever. So going back to my still shots from the film, I noticed that they are just a straight colour in the film, just a straight sort of, um, I guess, a, a matte, um, almost a satin feel silver, uh, with no washing or deterioration or um, they're not sort of beaten up or worn or anything like that. And they've actually replicated it perfectly. So I guess, you know, NECA are actually pretty good with their highlights and stuff. So they've done a great job um, bringing that sort of screen presence, uh, you know, to this particular toy. Um, so, you know, I have to, uh, I have to give them credit there because, uh, you know, I, I thought perhaps that they'd uh, skimped out, but no, no, they've actually stuck to their guns and replicated it perfectly. Now, the chest uh, bursters, on the other hand, um, They've been cast in sort of the same tan-coloured uh, rubbery plastic as the face huggers, 
But what they've tried to do is go for a, I guess, that sort of viscera look after the, che- the chest burster comes out of uh, its victim. It's obviously covered in blood and guts and things like that. And so they've had uh, a bit of a glossy uh, red uh, wash over the top to sort of uh, simulate the, the blood and whatnot. And uh, it's hard to describe. It just feels like a little bit uneven the way they've applied it. And I, and I guess that's logical because uh, you're not going to get an even feel after you just burst out of a, a chest cavity. But it's, you know, it takes away some of the detail here and there, which is just, a, I guess, a little bit disappointing. Uh, facehuggers don't really have a lot going on. They are cast in that same sort of tan colour. There is a little bit of wash over the top just to sort of bring out some of the definition. But of course, underneath where the mouth is is where you really get uh, your bang for your buck. They've done a great job of sort of highlighting it in that sort of pinky um, flesh sort of tone, human flesh tone. And uh, it looks quite good, especially on something this small. I think they've done a great job of actually separating the tan colour from the I guess the the pinky flesh of the uh, of the mouth. So, great job on that. Now moving on to articulation. Well, I guess there's not a lot to really talk about here. Um, the stasis chamber is open, as I mentioned. What's really awesome is they are watertight, so you can fill these guys with water and put the lid back on. So that's actually very cool, and you can have the uh, the face huggers floating around in there. Maybe add a drop of uh, blue or even yellow or something of food coloring, just to sort of give it a, a little bit more of an effect. Uh, so nothing really going on, but. The face huggers and the chest bursters both have wire inside them. So at the time of manufacture, they do actually cast these around a piece of wire. So yeah, with those long tails, you can actually get some pretty cool stuff happening. Uh, you can actually wrap tails around sort of like a pencil or something to, to give it a curved effect. I I don't know that I would actually work them too hard. I think it's the sort of thing that you would probably make a bit of an effort to get into the position that you want and then leave them. I think any kind of, uh, you know, ongoing uh, posing of these guys will probably lead to that sort of flexible plastic just starting to tear eventually. You can kind of see particularly in the chest burster down towards the end of the tail, that plastic is getting really, really quite thin. So I don't know that there'd be a lot of, uh, I guess, uh, you know, longevity in moving that constantly. So have a bit of a play, get it out of your system, set it up so it looks cool, and then actually move on. All right, well, in terms of uh, accessories, well, these are accessories, so there's not a lot to report, but I have left the best for last, and the coolest thing is the Stasis Chambers light-up. Yes, they do. Uh, there's a big, uh, I guess, blurb on the front of the box saying that the Stasis Chambers feature working LEDs. And certainly, when you take the lid off and you take the uh, the face hugger out, you can actually see in the bottom, in the centre of the... Uh, the base is actually an LED. Now I thought, oh, that looks a bit kind of cheap. It's just a single little LED. It's reasonably well hidden. On the bottom of the base, there's the tiniest switch you've ever seen, as well as the battery covers, a couple of uh, button batteries in there. And when you flick that switch, boy, does this thing light up. I was really quite surprised at how bright they are. Um, really quite amazing for a, a light-up toy or, or an accessory in this case. It is super bright in terms of the amount of light that it puts out. So I imagine if you actually fill this up with fluid, uh, put a you know, drop of perhaps you know blue food colouring just to give it a, a slightly uh, 
different colour to just water and then hit that LED, it will really, really light up. Quite amazing. Um, and I don't know how long the batteries are going to last, but given how bright they are, eh, well, you know, it's hard to say. So very, very cool. Uh, anything else worth mentioning? Well, I guess uh, if you're thinking about army building these, uh, as it were, uh, what you might want to keep in mind is uh, this is not the last you'll see of these guys. NECA actually have a second accessory pack uh, planned. You only get the one stasis chamber. You get two chest bursters, two face huggers, but you actually get the queen face hugger and a queen embryo. So that's coming fairly soon from NECA. So, you know, have a bit of a think about that before you decide to go and stock up on this particular set and work out exactly what it is that uh, you, uh, you want out of it. Uh, look, I think this stuff is amazing. This sort of renews my enthusiasm for the line. I've uh, got about a thousand and one aliens and a few colonial marines to go up against them. I'm looking forward to getting Vasquez and Frost to add to the line. But in the meantime, you know, this is something that is just, it's just so much fun to add it to your collection and I really hope that uh, we haven't seen the last of this sort of stuff from NECA because uh, if they keep making it I'll keep buying it. Uh, in terms of a dolly rating, hmm, well I, I guess I'm a little bit disappointed uh, about the way the tanks come apart with the lid. Uh, it was a real pain to get them back together again with those metal rods and I just have to wonder if perhaps there was something else they could have done as part of the engineering process to get those happening. Uh, that and I guess the the, the blood uh, highlighting on the chest bursters feels a little bit off, uh, a little bit slapdash for me. Uh, all up, great stuff and I think I'm going to have to give it $9 out of 10. Thanks very much and I'll talk to you next. From the Eagle Force Collection, it's Eagle Force Talon Tank and Captain Eagle. Plus, Turk and the Eagle Force Eliminator Jeep. Figures and vehicles each sold separately. Batteries for Jeep and tank not included. You can pretend the Jeep is trapped. A logjam in front and avalanche in back. Bring up the tank! You can pretend the Eagle Force tank can save the day. You can make it climb the avalanche and clear the way. Eagle Force Eliminator Jeep and Talon Tank plus Captain Eagle and Turk. Vehicles and figures each sold separately. By Mego. Well, this is John, and um, I get the privilege, because everybody else is probably asleep when we're recording this, of getting to talk to Bill Murphy from the Eagle Force Kickstarter. How you doing tonight, Bill? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. And uh, this is a Kickstarter that I know we've been kind of keeping an eye on for a while, because y you guys have gotten some, some talent behind this, and you guys have been kind of building this up over time. So uh, tell us first, um, if you wouldn't mind, what is Eagle Force? So essentially, Eagle Force is uh, a line based on the original 1982 line. Uh, it was a line of three-inch die-cast figures that were uh, military, basically military figure, very similar to GI Joe in terms of all the characters had different specialist uh, special abilities and stuff. But they they were die-cast metal, uh, and they all had. Uh, gold outfits. So that was the original line. Um, what we're doing now is we're kind of bringing it back um, as a four-inch uh, line with modern styling and articulation. Uh, and that's what we've got on Kickstarter right now. It's uh, It includes some of the original characters uh, as well as uh, some new characters that have popped up. Uh, one of the things that we're doing is sort of bringing the story, story forward. So instead of 
like relaunching the line with uh, characters that are kind of reimagined, what we thought would be really fun was actually take these characters like they existed in real time and were back in the 80s and now have kind of grown over time. So a few of the characters from the original line are now there, like Captain Eagle, who uh, is now in his 70s. And then he's recruiting uh, a bunch of uh, new recruits into Eagle Force at that time. So it's, we're doing something a little different, trying to play tribute to the original line, but also kind of making it into sort of uh, its new thing as well. Well, cool. Very cool. Um, now you've dropped the gold jumpsuits, obviously, it looks like. Yeah, we, we, we are. We have, I mean, we are offering um, a couple of the characters in their original gold outfits one of the figures we have is the cat and captain eagle and there the cat is actually exclusive to the kickstarter campaign um then we have captain eagle as well who's basically in their original gold decos uh, but the majority of the figures are kind of each of have their own um unique outfits at this point yeah it's pretty cool i even got uh Got Captain Eagle's gold hand there still, so uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. So he's still got his mechanical uh, hand and and all that, and um, and then we, you know, again we've had a few of the other characters like um, the original Sergeant Brown is now a general, so he's General Brown, and we have uh, the original Fireball and and a few other characters. We've got some stretch goals too that are some of the original characters kind of coming back in, but we've also kind of again brought in some new um, some you know, fresh blood kind of thing into, into, into the mythology to kind of mix it up a little bit and give the line a little more variety. Yeah. I, I really like the, uh, the striker junior, the sharpshooter and the, the desert type yeah. camo. That's, that's a really nice looking figure. Um, yeah. And he's, he's, um, he's the, he's the son of the original striker from, from the line too. So there is a lot of that built into the mythology as well, where you have some of the original characters or characters that are related in some way. Uh, we, we just announced our final stretch goal for the Goldie Hawks, which is essentially the, 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 the three granddaughters of the original Goldie Hawks. So we're really trying to play around with the mythology and, and, and keep it fresh, but also kind of pay tribute to the original line and those characters because one of the things that's really important for me and and always been in a lot of lines that I collect is when you have a storyline based around the, the character. So I think that's something we definitely wanted to bring forward. Yeah, I remember I remember the original line as a kid. It, it kind of confused me because I was looking for a comic book because, yeah. you know, the, the packages all had comic book art on them. So yeah. when, you know, I'd go to the comic book store, I'd always be looking for that comic book and I could never find it. <laughs> and um yeah so it was uh, very unique yeah they had uh, paul kirshner who uh was a lean designer did uh all the original art and the comic book art and it had very much that feel because of the packaging and yeah i was always surprised that uh that it never had a comic book i think maybe if the line had continued um past the first wave you we probably would have seen something i think um, mm-hmm. but, uh, it did, it only continued for one wave, although there are designs out there for a wave two, and we're actually going to incorporate some of those characters in the future as well. Now, the original packaging had bios on the back and you've actually kind of continued that to kind of carry that story along, right? Yeah. So we, um, we've during the campaign, what we've done is we have like these character bio cards that we've been releasing as updates. And then we'll also add them to the actual Kickstarter main page, which gives you a little backstory about each of the characters, who they are, what their abilities are, if they relate to one of the original characters, how, to, how that works. And we, again, we want to kind of keep that up. Um, the packaging will also have that same material so that you can turn over and see, oh, who are the other characters and, you know, where, you know, talking about like who they are and, and where they come from. Now, I, I want to talk about the package for a minute because it's a little different than what 
what I expected. Um, you know, most, most of these Kickstarters either come without a package, you know, just kind of bag mm-hmm. or, um, you know, we've seen some carded ones before, but this one, these are like in between. These are like a boxed figure with a slip cover. So I assume that's yeah, a, a fa- uh, like a collector friendly type box, right? It's, it's, it's definitely collector friendly. All the stuff we do, even with our Amazing Heroes line, has been collector friendly, and that's really important. Um, we decided to do the window box because it was a little something. Want to do something a little different? Um, make these a little more. The figures are very high end anyway. They have a lot of points of articulation. Um, so we wanted to do we wanted to do some packaging too that was something. That, you know, wasn't just like, hey, we're going to put the figure in a bag. I mean, that's fine too. And that's great. But we, we kind of, and we also wanted more real estate to do things like showcase artwork, have, uh, character bio cards in the back. So the nice thing about the, the window box with a slip cover is it gives you a more real estate to do that type of stuff. And because we felt that stuff is really important to have, um, in terms of the characters. Yeah. It, it definitely looks like a, uh, of it. You got the vintage look, but it, it looks, you know, like a great modern update to it. And I, I really like that. Oh, thank you. I, I thank you. That. Yeah. I'm, I'm the Thanks. vintage guy on the show. So, um, <laughs> you know, um, Eddie, Eddie's probably listening to this going, what? But, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We had, uh, when our amazing heroes line, we had, we, you know, we, we had original art for all of our characters there too. And they have uh resealable packaging and we, did like individual comic strips on each of the back of the packaging for that line too. So it was something we kind of wanted to take forward and, but I wanted to try play around with the window box a little bit, especially in this scale. You don't see a lot of that in this scale. Usually that's uh, the window box stuff is pretty big right now with the six inch stuff, obviously Marvel legends and uh, you know, and star Wars black, but we want I wanted to do something very similar, but just on a, on a smaller scale. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's cool. It, it really reminds me a lot of like a, uh, an SH figure arts package is what it reminds me of their new one. Yeah. So yeah. It's got that feel to it. So I, but it, but it looks vintage at the same time, which I think is really <laughs> darn cool. So oh, great. That's what we're going for. So that's good. <laughs> um, one of the other questions I wanted to ask you is you've really seemed in the Kickstarter to cater to army builders because, uh, you know, you've got some, some troopers and stuff. Were those part of the original line? Just the, the kind of generic troopers or is, is this something you guys have kind of came up with to, to, to satisfy, satisfy the crowds out there? Uh, well, yeah, no, they, they had, uh, they had a generic, uh, riot, riot, uh, soldier, um, in the original line. Um, Eagle Force didn't really have any generic troopers or anything in the original line, but it was something that we wanted to bring forward. Um, I'm, I like to troop build. Um, and, uh, it, especially with the dynamics of the way Kickstarter works in terms of a smaller company like ourselves trying to, um, maximize, uh, the production, uh, it's always good to offer stuff as far as army builders if you can, um, so that people who are into that type of thing have an opportunity to, to buy that stuff. So what we decided to do was launch with like, 15 unique characters, but half of them could be used as army builders and the army builder figures for the most part, um, are attributed to one of the main characters. Like we have a new character called Sergeant Bulldog. He has his bulldog brigade and that's an army builder. So, so there's, so they're, they're trying to fall in line with some of the other, uh, more unique characters that we have in the line. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. He comes with a bulldog. He doesn't come with bulldog. Oh, that's just his name. Okay. I thought you said he came Although with a bulldog would, for a second there. I was like, oh, that wait, would wait, be, wait a minute. That would be, that might, would be might, pretty great if he did that. Yeah, I might have to, to, to go out and get one. That might be a stretch, that might be a stretch goal. I'll have to figure <laughs> out if we have time. <laughs> well, I, I, I know, um, Captain Eagle, he, he comes with an eagle, right? Does, he does. He does come with an eagle. Does yeah. the eagle yeah. 
clip onto his arm or his hand? It does, yeah. He'll, it'll clip it'll clip onto his forearm. Oh, cool. Cool, very cool. Uh, That's actually yeah. what drew me to that figure. Um, I, I really yeah. like the eagle. I, I like the idea of that. So, uh, Hey, a, a bulldog is a great idea. Maybe I'll, I'm going to steal that and see if I can do something with it the next couple of weeks. <laughs> um, that'd, be, that'd be a lot. That'd be a lot of fun to have that. I mean, that's one of the things too that if you look at. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge fan of GI Joe. Uh, I think you can probably tell based on just how this line is sort of set up uh, in a similar fashion. And one of the things I loved about Joe was just the uniqueness to all the characters and the fact that they had um, maybe some of them had animal sidekicks or that they kind of got into more of a little. They had military, certainly, but then it also went into a little bit of the um, uh, fantasy element to a certain extent um, in, in terms of some of the characters are a little wacky, like Crystal Ball or uh, even Dr. Mindbender to a certain degree. So we're trying to also do that with this line a little bit, too, is is have, like, obviously its core is military, but you might have this little fantasy element that's going to creep in for some of the characters also. Yeah, and you know, I've always heard G.I. Joe described as that five minutes into the future. These figures really have that look. Um, oh, great. I think you've done a, a good job of capturing that. Um, you know, they, they look modern military, but they don't look, they look like they would fit with G.I. Joe, but they don't look like part of the Joe team. I guess is the best way to say it. Great. Well, that's kind of what we're going for, definitely. We're definitely trying to, um, have that obviously military feel to it, but something that, um, also has this, Little, yeah, like you said, like five minutes in the future is probably definitely a good way to describe it. Um, now it looks like you've got working holsters on all these figures too, for the most part. Yeah, so they'll all have holsters that you can take the the guns in and out of as well. Yeah, and um, we didn't go overboard on the accessories. A lot of people are asking us, like, hey, can we get accessory packs? We, we decided we really wanted to focus. We wanted to take the money and focus more on the core characters, so that we could get more characters out. Um, there's a lot of places like Marauder is a good example, um, Inc., who sell great accessories for this scale, uh, military accessories. So they're out there. A few people, if people really want them and outfit their figures, um, people like myself who are big joke collectors, I'm sitting on a huge box of accessories from other figures that I could outfit my figures with. So they do come with some, but we didn't, we didn't go overboard. Now, that said, if the line's successful and we fund and we go and maybe do another, another Kickstarter for a wave two, we would definitely look into maybe doing some more accessories. But for right now, we decided to primarily focus on the figures and the characters. I think that's a smart way to do it because I think, you know, for the most part, that's what people, when they go to a Kickstarter, are going to want. Um, yeah. But y- you are doing something neat, I think. You're kind of partnering with uh, D&J Toys to do a couple of things. We what, are. We are. So, yeah. What kind of thing? What, what are you doing exactly there? Yeah. So um, we are we're producing um, a playset. Um, uh, Eagle Island playset, as well as some gliders and a communication station. Uh, J- Joe is actually making these um, by hand, so they're custom pieces. Uh, but we wanted to offer something special to backers who were willing to kind of take a risk and do something kind of neat. Uh, and so we we uh, were like, okay, well let's 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 see if we can give something to those guys. And that's where uh, that's kind of where the playset came from. It's not mass produced. Um, we might try to do something like that later on at the factory level, but right now uh, Joe's producing all of these by hand, and they they're really amazing. Um, they're nice quality pieces, and it's something for the true collector of the line. I think who really wants to get all in and and really you know, have the full Eagle Force experience. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's very cool because really for, even for GI Joe or some of the other lines that are out there, we haven't had that kind of base in, you know, probably 20 years. So, um, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, I, 
And that's why we, that's also why we chose to do this scale too. I think you can do a lot of stuff like that. And one of the other things that we're doing too is we're, we're, if you get into the all in package, you'll get, uh, exclusive sticker sheets that you could use to outfit, um, any other, uh, four inch scale vehicle that's out there. A lot of companies produce, um, vehicles in this scale. And so you could get one of those and use the sticker sheet to outfit it with Eagle Force or Riot stickers. Um, vehicles, yeah, vehicles and playsets on a larger factory produced level are obviously very expensive. I think everybody knows. Um, and we'd certainly like to go down that road, but I think we'll have to kind of see how it goes after this Kickstarter to see if we can get something like that funded. I think the nice thing about Kickstarter is though, is that we could try to do that and see if we could actually make it work. Um, and that's the, that's the nice thing about Kickstarter. It allows you to have that opportunity to put things out there and see kind of what the, you know, test the marketplace to see, you know, how many people are willing to support it, which I think is great. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, definitely. And you can kind of see, um, you know, if people want a certain figure, you know, you can probably tell, you can probably tell right now who's, who's leading the figure, uh, picks, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, you, it's uh, the gold. The gold figures are really popular. Um, wow. Yeah, they are. They're really popular. Um, and uh, it, but uh, I think that there's you know there, there seems to be two camps with Eagle Force. It's the people who are into the vintage line that want to have something in more of a modern scale that represents that, and then you have another camp of people who are really into more of the modern modernization will it work with other lines that type of thing so uh, we're trying to appeal to both as best we can hmm. well that makes sense i gotta ask too who's the the bearded character that the biker looking dude so that's harley so harley was one of our one of the original eagle force characters okay uh, so he was in he was in the original line um and we sort of thought about okay well what would harley look like now if he was around in the eighties, um, a lot of these characters are, are Vietnam vets. So what would they look like now when they're in their, in their seventies? And so that's where we kind of got the updated design for Harley oh, neat. Uh, and it, more of a modern day, you know, biker type of character. Yeah. looks, he looks like he'd be home on sons of anarchy. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, you'd, Definitely you'd, pay tribute to that show for sure. Yeah. You maybe <laughs> have to, uh, go over to the Walmart and get yourself a, a Harley off the, you know, generic one for him, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah, they, they, there's some that are that scale. It'll work, will work great. I hope um, we can get to them. I, I really, there's a lot of really great stuff in the stretch goals that I really hope we can get to. Yeah. If, if you're listening to this, you need to go, go, go support this Kickstarter right now because, uh, I, I want to see a couple of these things that are locked yet come, come, come to, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're at the eagleforcereturns.com and that'll take you right to the Kickstarter. And there's a, we're, we're, uh, a, at this point, we're recording this. We're about five thousand dollars away from funding, so we're pretty close. And I'm hoping that uh, soon we'll be able to start unlocking some of those stretch goals. Yeah, I mean, what's your what's your first stretch goal? I'm trying to remember what that. So one our first uh, stretch goal is um, it's uh, let's see, what did we have on there? Things have changed. We we things have changed a little bit for us. Um, uh, let's see, it's the Grim Reapers are our first one, and that's a that's a line of. Uh, that, that's a character that is new to the mythology and they are basically, uh, ex riot troopers who have left riot that are not really working for Eagle Force, but also are kind of fighting against riot at the same time. So they're kind of this middle, middle ground character, uh, or troop builder. 
yeah, and they uh, and so we've got bio cards for them too that kind of go into their backstory a little bit, and 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 you can see like who they are, and they have they have a leader as well, which we haven't done a figure for yet, but we would certainly do a figure for him, uh, Agent Grimm, uh, later on in line. We'd hoping that he would he would definitely be in Wave Two if we if we get get that lucky and be able to go into Wave Two. Oh, neat. Um, I wanted to go back to the Army Builders for just a second because because sure. you had an add-on for the um army army building heads how is that going to work yeah so essentially we um what we decided to do was put uh a head pack together uh that was utilizing some of the current heads we have but uh that way you could uh if you're an army builder again you could go in and you could buy a extra head for one of your other characters and you'd have a little more variety within that figure. So as an example, um, uh, we have uh, Takedown's Thunder unit, which is kind of like a SWAT type of character. Uh, right now, they currently come with um, a head that has goggles and a helmet, but there's an extra in the head pack that's more of like the 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 mast head with the hat. So you could you could buy that and you could use it either way if you wanted to. Um, you have a little more variety in your in your troop building. Yeah, so they, they, all the heads kind of all the heads kind of line up with one of the current army builders. You could say, okay, I'm going to buy an extra army builder and I'm buy an extra head, and I'll have a little bit more variety there. That's that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. I yeah. like that. I, I like yeah. The, so it's you know, variety, even, I think, is what we're really trying to do. Even with like the Marauder stuff, you know, they they offered extra heads and stuff, and I like being able to have that option. Um, just because you know you can do what you said and, and buy an extra head, and now okay, I've got a new character. So if you know you want to make a new character or you, you know use them as an army builder, you've got that option. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, so that, that's what we want to do. We kind of added that in. We we've been pretty good. And that's a nice thing about Kickstarter is we uh, have been listening to feedback. Um, and I love feedback. So if people are listening, and uh, please chime in and post comments and ask questions because the nice thing about the Kickstarter thing is this is really and this this is funded by fans of this stuff. And one of the things I really try to do is you know you try to come out the gate thinking and doing the best job you can. We've certainly did a lot of planning for this Kickstarter, but there's always ideas, right, that you won't think of. And the fans kind of mentioned, hey, can you do this or do that? And we looked into it and go, you know what, yeah, we can. Let's, let's try to do that because it's important and this is what people want. So that's that's kind of where the head pack kind of came from. Oh, neat, neat. And like what? you said, like, I, maybe we'll add a bulldog before the, before it's over, <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. I mean, it just, there are things that as much as you think about uh, there's things that people want that are exciting, and I'm I'm open to doing that type of stuff if we can make it work. Well, neat. I mean, that's and um, you know, I guess you got some options here because you're kind of using a looks like some base components and adding on to them, so you can kind of mix and match a little bit. But um, you know, every character looks unique. I love the bare arms, you know, on some of your figures, and uh, you know, half rolled up sleeves. There's some things here we haven't seen before, so that's that's always always good to see. Um, what has been your favorite figure to work on so far? I think uh, it's tough. I, I'm a big fan of Captain Eagle just by the nature of the fact that he's got an eye patch and a and a metal hand. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, Hornet, I think, who is a new bad guy that we introduced, I think has been my favorite just because we were trying to flesh out his backstory and figure out how he's who he is, and he's got a history with Ko, who's one of the original characters in the line, who we have a stretch goal for, and really kind of building out that mythology. That's been my favorite part is trying to figure out um, really the backstory of these characters. We're working with Justin Bell, who is at generals generalsjoes.com, and he's helping us write some of these backstories, these characters, and that's been. Uh, really fun too to really flesh them out and make them really unique. 
Um, yeah, I, I would imagine we're, I'm Justin's, you know, a talented writer at that. So, um, yeah, I'm sure absolutely. that that helps. What, um, what's been the most difficult part though, uh, of kind of coming up with this line and getting the Kickstarter off the ground for you? I think the, the most difficult thing has been really like what to, what, what characters to offer. Um, you want to have a nice mix of unique characters, but also you want to offer army builders because that's just the nature of the dynamic of Kickstarter and figuring out really how much, um, sculpting and manufacturing and tooling you can do with what you have and leverage that across as many figures without them becoming too similar. So that's been the biggest challenge, I think. And I think we've done a fairly good job of, given the fact that a lot of these guys do share parts, trying to make them as unique as possible. Yeah, like I said, I I think I think you've accomplished that because, uh, you know, you've got a lot of mix and match with the arms and then the legs. You got, you know, covered boots, you know, like the airborne type boots, and then you've got the just pants going down over the over the boots. So, um, you know, that really changes it up too. Um, yeah, and then we're also we're also working with Rem, Remco as well, uh, newly formed Remco, to uh, utilize some of the parts that they had in their Adventure People Kickstarter. Oh, cool! So that'll give us that gives us a little more variety there as well to be able to take a part from here and a part from there and actually try to make something a little more unique. Oh yeah, that that definitely helps. The more parts you can get access to, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the big thing. And as as the line grows, then that will help too. We'll try to do new parts so that we'll have more variety as things move forward. Now I have to ask about the helmets. The helmets on these figures are all sculpted on, right? They are. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We don't have, we don't have any removable helmets. We obviously have different heads you can use to swap out, but we haven't gone down the removable helmet yet route yet. Uh, it's something that. Craig at Remco and I were trying to figure out how to best do. Um, and we just decided at this point in time, we're just going to do a new, uh, you know, basically sculpt them onto the head. It's not to say that it's, we're not, we'd not be open to do that in, in the future, uh, having removable helmets. But for right now, we decided just to do different heads. Uh, but things like the berets and the hats are removable. Oh, um, neat. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. So, so takedown has a removable SWAT hat, basically. Uh, yeah, so his hat will be, yeah, he, you can remove his hat. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Now I want yeah. one of those too. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so you can do that. And, uh, and yeah, so there's, I mean, so, you know, it's, we're trying to make them as flexible as possible. We're not, obviously, we're not going the Marauder route where everything comes off and is customizable, but the vests will come off the figures as well. Um, and the guns obviously come out of the holsters, that, that type of stuff. We're, we didn't do as much modular, um, accessories like Marauder did, but, it's more standard, more more along the lines of like what GI Joe was doing in terms of that. Yeah, right now. I, I think you did something smart though that you've got the the waist, the ball joint in the waist instead of the ab crunch. I actually really like that for a uh, for a Joe style figure. I think that works. Thank so you. Better. Yeah, that was a, that was definitely a conscious choice trying to figure out really what articulation made sense where, um, and not taking away from the aesthetic of the design. Yeah, especially uh, with the vest, that that just makes a big difference because you can you can move it still, where that yeah. that ab crunch with a vest just does not do what it's does not really to. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's uh, it's it, I think it'll work. It should it'll work really well. We've gotten uh, from Remco's Adventure People line. We've gotten some test shots from the factory for that, and they're all based on the same design. And in fact, I'm. I'm messing around with the pilot figure right now. So this is the figure that we use for our pilot and it works really well. I think it's really, it, it, it looks, it functions really great, but the, the, the articulation doesn't distract from the overall silhouette of the sculpt. And I think that's something we were trying to, 
trying to make sure we nailed down. Yeah, no, you guys did a good job with that. Um, that's one of my favorite things. Thank you. Um, you've got sticker sheets, and those are pretty cool. Um, I always like seeing graphics, like you said. You know, you can you could get those and modify some uh, vehicles out if you wanted to. What? Yeah. Um, what What would you advise? Like, let's say I'm going to come to this Kickstarter. What, what? How would you walk me through it? What? 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 Where would you tell me to go first and look at? Yeah, well, I mean, I would say obviously the main page is worth the read through. There's a lot of images there. Um, there's, you can get more details about each of the characters. Uh, we offer rewards for any one of our individual characters. And then we have, um, all ins. Uh, the all in package right now includes 25 figures. Um, but if we get through these stretch goals, it'll include well over 30. So if we can get through the stretch goals, it's actually a very good deal. And even without, even without the stretch goals, it's, it's still, the figures are still cheaper than the individual figure. Um, but we do offer add-ons for all the figures also. Uh, so it depends on really what you're looking to do, um, in terms of how many figures you want to buy. If you're a troop builder, we have some, we have, uh, troop builder, uh, packs of four that are a little cheaper if you want to, build a troop builder set you can get four of like the firebugs or the shock troopers that type of thing yeah yeah. and then of course at the bottom we have all the stretch goals where we're headed as well and other types of stuff that we have as well i love that you've got uh baron von chill the second as your science advisor and he's got blue skin yeah so getting back to kind of this I guess fantasy element a little bit. That's something we wanted to throw in. And that's, that was a really fun character too, because it was like, okay, this is going a little bit against the military stuff, but bad guys are always a lot of fun to kind of play around with. And that was one of the things we thought would be interesting to do. Well, then he has his own set of troopers that go with him. And I, I just love that, that you've got, you know, yep. a commander and then a trooper. And um, I love those ideas. Um, you know, same thing. I think Thanks. Firebug's the same way, right? He, he yeah, has his own same troopers way. to go with him. He's got, he's got so. his own troopers as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's cool. I, I like that, you know, where you got like the commander and then the, you know, just the uh, cannon fodder type troops. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, this is a pretty cool Kickstarter. And, um, thank you. I, I think everybody's going to be really excited to see this one come out. What, what have you learned from other Kickstarters that made it, you think, a little easier for you? I mean, have you been sitting back watching some of the other ones going on, the boss oh, fight sure. and the I mean, ones? And- yeah, we had, we had our own for Amazing Heroes that we did, which was kind of our first entry into Kickstarter, so we learned a lot there. Um, and then yeah, I think one of the things for a successful Kickstarter is, um, A, back as many projects as you can because you'll, you'll learn a lot just by watching other people kind of go through the motions of what they're doing, um, and really, really kind of look at what the marketplace is, is allowing at that, at that point in time. Uh, Cause that's shifted too over the course of Kickstarter and what people back, what people don't back. Um, but yeah, I think uh it's it's really just uh you know, watching other things in the market and backing stuff is going to that's what's that's what I've kind of picked up uh, a lot of stuff from is just doing that. There's a lot of great articles and podcasts on Kickstarter in general. Uh there's, you know, there's been a lot of action figure Kickstarters, some have made it, some have not. Um and trying to look at, you know, figuring out why things work, why they don't work. Uh, and that's, that's the challenge, certainly. Uh, and look, look towards other people's successes, I think, is always a help as you try to figure out what you want to do moving forward. No, I think that's, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Um, now, you, we talked about add-ons a little bit. Uh, what, so I, I've, I've backed for one figure right now. How does the add-on process work? 
Yeah, so the add-on process, unfortunately, with Kickstarter is um, they really don't have a situation where you can pledge to something and then pick something else. You What you have to do is you have to pledge to an item, and then you have to increase your pre- pledge based on the amount of add-ons that you want to do. So you have to manually add the cost of those add-ons to your current pledge. Okay. Uh, and, and then what happens then, so we have a list of add-ons at the bottom, and you can figure out, okay, I want this figure and this figure. That's going to cost me, um, say, $43. I'm going to add the $43 to my current pledge of $23. Um, and then you have a, a grand total there. And then we have, we'll, we'll do a backer kit survey, uh, at the end of the campaign if we fund. And then you'll be able to select which characters you want essentially through that survey. And that's where we will manage most of the Kickstarter. You also have the uh, opportunity at that point to add more things on if you want to um, during the sort of the post-Kickstarter phase between when we fund and when we actually have to place the order with the factory. So there'll probably be about, I'd say, a four-month window between when we fund and when we have to actually close off the order so you could decide if you wanted to add more onto um, what you're currently ordering or not. Um, doing that up front though really helps the Kickstarter fund. <laughs> yeah, it gets us yeah. closer to our goal. So we kind of encourage people to, Hey, if you can now, um, do what you can. So that'll, that'll get us there, get us there quicker. That's the hope. And just to clarify, you're shipping all over the world. So this, this isn't like a U.S. or Canada only thing. Right. You'll ship anywhere so in the world, right? We do have, yeah, we offer shipping. We offer a little bit of discounted shipping with the larger all, all insets. You'll get a better deal on shipping there. Um, that's just the nature of shipping. Uh, also shipping's a bit, always a challenge for every Kickstarter because again, like Kickstarter's not really broken down into like a weight system. You sort of have to mm-hmm. gauge how much things are going to cost. Um, we're based on the, the West Coast. So if I'm shipping something to the East Coast, that's obviously going to cost me more than it would be if I ship it to um, the Midwest. But we have to factor in that larger shipping, uh, mainly because we don't have the tolerance within Kickstarter to do that at this point, which you know makes things a little harder when you're, when you're shipping a lot of items. So we try to make it as reasonable as possible. But um, sometimes the shipping costs can get, unfortunately, just a little high um, when you're shipping, especially when you're shipping things um, insurance priority um you know with you know within boxes with you know packaging so that it doesn't get damaged so so we make sure we we want to account for that i would hate for anything to get damaged during the shipping process because we decide to throw an envelope or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. um if you had to tease a second wave like let's say that everybody listening to this goes and backs us you know right now says okay hey, yeah i'm interested and uh you know, you said, okay, I want to do a second wave. What, what do you think we would expect to see? Well, if we get through all of our stretch goals, uh, we will definitely see more female characters because that's one of our final stretch goals is a, a female, um, figure. So we would be able to leverage that to do more female figures. Um, we would definitely see more, uh, we'd do some of the characters in their gold outfits. Uh, one of the things that if you, the, the characters are in their gold outfits right now have their more modern, older heads. So the things, one of the things we would like to do is do uh, maybe a head pack of the characters in their you know younger appearance. So you could swap your heads out if you wanted to do that. Um, and we we'd still kind of do the twofold. We'd still kind of go back to the well and look at what characters make sense from the original line to bring forward, as well as start to keep you know updating the mythology. So you'll still you'll still see a mix of all of those things moving forward. That would be the hope. Um, okay. We are also wanting to dive into other stuff too. Like if you if you scroll down the Kickstarter at the bottom, we have some images of like a 
uh, 8-bit video game that we want to do. It's basically our version of Contra, Eagle Force's version of Contra, um, <laughs> that we want to do. And uh, that would be some. We're looking at doing that and potentially a comic book as well to kind of help flesh out the mythology also. So there's there's other stuff beyond just the toys that um, if we fund that we like to explore, uh, especially why the toy line is getting produced. Uh, these things take time, and you'll see like people are like, well, why does it take so long to make you know to to, to get the product? But it you know it, it takes well over a year, if not longer, to actually. Uh, manufacture and, and, and create and ship this stuff. So we're, we're at the early stages right now, whereas we've gone as far as we can, um, where we're at. And now we're looking to kind of basically get this line launched and, and get it produced. But it does take, it does take a little, the manufacturing process does take time. I think most people who are collecting action figures or have been for a while kind of do understand that. And we'll obviously be updating along the way with the progress. Um, make sure everybody's well aware of where things are at. We'll show pictures of printed prototypes and, and, uh, stuff from the factory, that type of thing. Yeah. We love seeing that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I do too. Like I, when I back Kickstarters, I, that's one of the reasons I, uh, I back a lot of Kickstarters is just because I love the, you know, Hey, we funded now. Even if it takes a year, what is the, you know? I try to update at least once once a month during that process, if not more than once a month, just kind of say where are we at at this point? Here's some cool things that we have or we're doing, and trying to keep the the property fresh, even though it's getting manufactured and does take a while. Well, neat. Yeah, I, I think you've got a realistic date on there compared to, you know, I think that's probably something I imagine you've learned um, from some of the yeah. other Kickstarters. Is it? it takes a little longer than what I think people initially expected it would. It, it does. And we've, we've got a proven factory. We use them for amazing heroes and they've been pretty great. And, and, but it still takes time and we potentially will have to go over there too, to make sure that everything gets dialed in. And, and if we do fund all of our stretch goals, that is quite a bit of figures that we will be making a manufacturing and we want to make sure they're done. Right. So we want to make sure we give ourselves enough time. Well, that's good to hear. I, I've said it before. On, you know, some of the other Kickstarters, I'd rather it be late and good quality than, you know, on time and fall apart when I take it out. So, yeah. I, and I think the people that have had successful ones like the boss fights, um, boss fight and, um, Marauder and, uh, Four Horsemen, I think all of those things have taken a little longer, but I'm looking at my toy shelf right now and I'm happy to have really great product from those guys on the shelf that I feel like really is worth the quality. Like I kind of forget that, oh, you know what? It took an extra four months or something, but now look what I've got and they're doing more stuff and I'm going to continue to support those guys as well because they all do really great product and, uh, uh, and it's something that's rare today. I mean, it's, you know, none of this stuff is on the shelf at Toys R Us. And, and, and this is all here because people have come together and said, Hey, we really want it. want to support this effort. And I think that's the, really the most amazing thing. Yeah. I, I think if you're a GI Joe collector and listening to this, you really owe it to yourself probably to say, Hey, I don't see a whole lot of Joe in the pipeline right now. Um, maybe I'll go put some money on this just to make sure I have some, some new Joe style figures out here in a, a year from now you know, in my collection. Cause, uh, I, I think you'll be sorry if you miss out. I really do. Well, thanks. Yeah, no, we, we, we would love to, we would love to have the support and we're really trying to build out, you know, a very similar thing along those lines. And I think if people are a fan of GI Joe that they can see that, uh, we're, we're doing something that is very similar to that line, but it's own thing. Um, and would be, uh, something I think that everybody would like to like, to have and also hopefully get invested in the characters. And I would love to know what people think too. Like we've got these bios of all the characters on there and I would love to know like, Hey, this guy's cool or not cool. Or where does he come from? That kind of stuff. That's, that's the stuff that excites me too is, is really like what, although we're doing really cool designs, 
uh, what do people think of sort of the mythology that we're building? That's the exciting part to me. Well, neat. Yeah. One more time before we go, but where can where do people need to go to find you? So yeah, they can find the Kickstarter at equalforcereturns.com. That'll take you right to the Kickstarter. Um, or you can go to uh, freshmonkeyfiction.com. Uh, uh, that's the, uh, that's our website for our toy line. We've got stuff there. We've got our amazing heroes line there. Uh, some images, obviously, of Eagle Force. We've got some other stuff that we produced in the past at the, at the company website. But the, the Kickstarter is at, uh, www.eagleforce.com. That'll take you right there. And you guys will want to hurry up and do that because I think you'll have just over a week, maybe a week and a half to get in. Yeah, depending on when you, when when you guys get this, get this posted. Yeah. Yeah, Hopefully we'll have about a week left and we might be funded at that point, headed towards some really awesome stretch goals. And, and, uh, we really want to try to get as many of those unlocked as we can. Yeah. I want some of these figures. So you guys need to go out there and and support (laughs) this and, um, let's hit some of those stretch goals, but we're great. um, Yeah. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. An incredible secret is revealed. When innocent-looking vehicles and ordinary men become an awesome fighting team, it's the secret of mask, where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Piranhas getting away with the laser blueprints. Condors. Ready for takeoff. Mask vehicles in place and each sold separately with action figures. I'll let them off the river. <laughs> but Gator's ready, and he never gives up. Surprise, you're through. Mask, where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Wow! love hearing from you you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com you can post on our facebook page at uh, actionfigureblues on facebook um at afblues is our twitter handle you can tweet at us there and you can also find us on instagram at actionfigureblues and uh, we love oh and also at our forum which is where our feedback comes from tonight so eddie over to you uh our feedback comes from Cavball, who says great show Shootouts, a lightsaber during a moments of convention. Had me laughing pretty hard. Keep up the good work. Uh, now I'm behind. Did I miss something here? What's the lightsaber? I think it's was the um, Darth Vader uh, toothpick holder, or I don't know. Wow, we suck. Yeah. Adam, anything? Didn't. Uh, I wasn't on, and I'm so far behind, it's not funny. <laughs> God. We're terrible. Yeah. I'm normally pretty good. I normally try and stay up the moment it hits out, but um it's it's been hard this week. <laughs> but now now I know I'm, I'm I got something to look forward to. Apparently it was a great great episode. Absolutely. Oh my god. I think that I I think I'm yeah. And Japanese. Yeah, need to do our homework. <laughs> I'm not doing homework. Gosh. <laughs> but, I'm and, right. Well, thank you, Cabball, um, yeah. for that. And uh, it's good to know that you're listening. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think we all know what we need to do now. We need to go and listen to last week's show. Um, that's what happens when none of us are on. And then we have to read out feedback about it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I edited it, apparently. Did I? I would. I, yeah. I, we were both on it, weren't we? What? Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no no no! The X Men episode. Oh, this is actually it's from the um, Aquaman show. Oh, holy heck! Okay, now that's why it's from a couple weeks ago. That's why we don't remember. Oh Oh, my gosh, this feedback section deserves to be shot in the head. Okay, (laughs) Uh, but, but, but.
But not you, <laughs> not you, Kev Ball. Not you, Kev This is what happens when we record the show in bits and pieces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I have got nothing else to say. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Bye. See you guys. Good journey. We'll try harder next time. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, The Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. I think that we all need a little lift at this point. I'm sure John's not going to talk about booties at all, so we will hand over to him for a bootyless name that. What if he comes up bootylicious? Yeah. I know. I don't know just, it'll be like, it's going to be all booty name that. It's going to be like a Beyonce doll or something. <laughs> huh. I hope it is. Don't do it, John. Yeah. Bye. See you guys. Good journey. We'll try harder next time. I rewind. Uh, this will go down as one of the greatest episodes, though. You know. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Can't imagine why. <laughs>